avoid listening to taxes after death. It has been said that the only certains in life are death and taxes, and this podcast goes to show how related these two are to each other. In the summer of 2021, members of a prominent South Carolina family were found murdered. What was to unfold after these murders shocked the country. The story of lies, multiple potential murders, cover-ups, and even staged murder is that of the Murdoch family. In this podcast, we will discuss murders, taxes after death, and how to avoid these taxes. On June 7, 2021, Margaret, often referred to as Maggie Murdoch, age 52, and her son Paul Murdoch, age 22, were found dead at the lodge on their hunting property. The cause of death would be revealed as multiple gunshot wounds. Maggie and Paul were members of the wealthy and prominent Murdoch family from Hampton, South Carolina. The remaining two members were Maggie's husband, Alex, and their oldest son, Brewster. The Murdoch family has dominated the legal landscape since 1910, when Randall Murdoch Sr. started his own law firm in Hampton, which grew into a multi-million dollar practice with offices in three counties, where generations of Murdochs have worked ever since. While some describe the Murdoch family as the salt of the earth, many describe them as people to be feared. Following the murders of Maggie and Paul, Three deaths were quickly linked to the Murdoch family, with many speculating that the family may be behind these murders. Six years ago, in 2015, Stephen Smith, a 19-year-old, was found dead along a rural road in Hampton County. Despite reports from the initial incident implicating Brewster Murdoch having been in a relationship with Stephen and potentially connecting to his death, the death was initially classified as a hit and run. However, during the During the investigation into the murders of Maggie and Paul, detectives found evidence that caused them to reopen the case of Stephen Smith. In 2018, three years after the death of Stephen, the Murdoch family housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, would be discovered dead in the family's home as a result of what was originally described as a trip and fall incident. However, an investigation has since been opened into her death at the request of the Hampton County Coroner who claims the death was never reported to the coroner's office and an autopsy was never performed. The coroner also notes that the cause of death on Gloria's death certificate was natural, which does not correlate to the injuries that would be sustained from a trip and fall. The final death in connection to the Murdoffs would come a year later in 2019 with the death of a 19-year-old Mallory Beach in a boat crash. Paul Murdoch was later charged for boating under the influence, which caused the death of Mallory. However, this, start, this story is far from over. On September 4th, 2021, Alex Murdoch was shot in his car while on the way to Charleston. He suffered a skull fracture and was released two days later when he then resigned from his law firm and announced he was going to rehab. Only eight days later, Curtis Smith was arrested for the September 4th shooting of Alex Murdoch, who had admitted to planning the shooting so his son could could collect life insurance money. Under the impression that suicide would cancel life insurance benefits, Murdoch provided Smith with a gun and asked him to shoot him in the head so the payment of $10 million in life insurance benefits would go to Brewster. All of the events related to the Murdoch family are tragic, and as discussed earlier, unfortunately, death and taxes are more closely related than just being the only certain in life. 
While it is common knowledge that death and taxes are certain in life, how many knew that there are taxes after death? Alex Murdoch orchestrated his own murder so his son would receive $10 million in life insurance benefits. Life insurance is a contract between a policyholder and an insurer that promises, in exchange for a premium, to pay a designated beneficiary a sum of money upon the death of the insured. Generally, the proceeds from a life insurance contract are not includable in the receipts of gross income and therefore not taxable, with a few exceptions. The first exception is that the exclusion for life insurance proceeds does not apply to interest earned on the proceeds that are being held by the insurer under an agreement to pay interest. This rule applies regardless of whether the insured or beneficiary selected the interest option. It also does not matter whether an interest rate is specified in the agreement. If there is interest earned, it is taxable when the beneficiary can withdraw any accrued amount. Second, in order to receive the benefit of life insurance proceeds not being taxed, the beneficiary must have an insurable interest in the life of the insured. An interest can be defined as any reasonable expectation of pecuniary benefit or advantage from the continued life of another. This factor is usually determined by state law. And finally, any proceeds of a contract that is matured do not receive the benefit of no taxes. In relation to the Murdoch family, if Alex Murdoch had died as a result of the gunshot wound to the head, Brewster Murdoch would be the beneficiary to $10 million. Of that $10 million, $0 would be taxed because it was proceeds from life insurance. It is unknown what kind of life insurance contract Alex Murdoch possesses, so whether Brewster would be taxed on interest accrued is unknown but the other two exceptions of the benefit do not apply to Brewster because he was dependent on Alex Murdoch and the contract had not matured. Some people may be familiar with estate taxes, also known as state death taxes, inheritance taxes, or death duties. Estate tax is a tax on one's right to transfer property at death. It consists of, an, of accounting of everything you own or have certain interests in at your date of death. The fair value of items is used and the total is the gross estate. One's gross estate could include cash and securities, real estate, insurance, trusts, annuities, business interests, and other assets. After finding the gross estate amount, certain deductions are allowed to get to a taxable estate. Deductions could include mortgages, other debts, estate administration expenses, property that passes to surviving spouses and qualified charities. And now that we know the net amount computed, the value of lifetime taxable gifts is added to the number in the tax is computed. Finally, the tax is reduced by the available unified credit. It is a common misconception that everyone must pay an estate tax after death. While in reality, an estate needs to be worth more than $5 million before taxes are paid on it. This means that it is primarily paid by the estates of, a, of multi-millionaires and billionaires before the assets are passed to their heirs. In the current year 2021, a filing of an estate tax return is only required if the estates with combined gross assets and prior taxable gifts exceed $11.7 million and any amount over $5 million is taxed. Next, we're going to discuss some quick facts about estate taxes. Only one out of every 700 deaths results in paying the federal estate tax. 
99.9% of estates do not pay federal estate taxes, and the estate tax will raise more than $225 billion over the next 10 years. Estate taxes can be seen as widely controversial and oftentimes political. We're going to briefly weigh in our opinion of estate taxes. Being that the estate tax makes up less than 1% of total tax revenues each year and many individuals that it would apply to don't actually pay the tax, I don't think that this is an effective tax. People who support repealing the estate tax would argue that it is harmful to small businesses and farms who have to deplete their working capital in order to pay the tax. In addition, people argue that the tax is inherently unfair because the amount you end up paying can depend on the quality of the estate planner that you have. To argue devil's advocate, on the other hand, I do see how proponents of the estate tax argue that a great deal of inherited wealth consists of unrealized gains and yet needs to be taxed at some point, and a small group of extremely wealthy families holding money and passing down wealth is not helpful in our democratic society. However, overall, I think that although the state tax does not affect many people in our society at the present moment due to the high threshold amounts, the tax is inherently inequitable and inefficient due to the loopholes and ways to get out of paying it. The debates have increased in intensity and frequency in part because of the stock market boom, an aging population, the budget surplus, and intensive lobbying, but also because the estate tax raises controversial issues. Besides its association with rich and the dead, the estate tax epitomizes the trade-off between equity and efficiency in the design of government policy. In addition, the tax raises issues as private as the nature of relationships between parents and their children. I'm not sure that an estate tax is an effective way for the government to collect money. Estate taxes are unfair taxes without a doubt. Estate taxes are for the wealthy and the large majority of the wealthy are able to avoid these taxes, just like many other taxes. So the uninformed taxpayer is left with the bill. The revenue generated by the taxes are relatively low and therefore not worth the headache in my opinion. After researching both sides of the argument regarding estate taxes, I personally think estate taxes are unfair. While estate taxes are supposedly meant to level the playing field by stopping family fortunes from being passed from generation to de generation, it almost seems as though the government is trying to punish success. If wealthy families are being taxed more, it could lead to a disincentive to become successful or invest in new business ventures creating issues down the road for innovation. The money raised by the state tax is meant to generate revenue to fund services that all of America uses. However, because it only makes up less than 0.6% of federal revenue, it seems unnecessary. If America is going to generate revenue from estate taxes, I think it would be more fair to impose a tax on all Americans, not just the wealthy. Another factor I consider is that by taxing someone's estate, the person is being taxed twice on the same money, once when they receive it and once when they die. Many countries have already moved away from estate taxes because they recognize the lack of revenue raised by them. Following one model I found online, repealing estate taxes would actually be good for economic growth and increase the economy and investment, also leading to new jobs. With all that being said, I don't support estate taxes. Due to the fact that the Murdoch family has a long line of wealth, it could possibly be assumed that the estate would be required to file an estate tax return had Alex Murdoch died from the gunshot wound. However, if the Murdochs actually reached the threshold to pay the tax, they most likely had an attorney had an attorney to help find what could be called loopholes to avoid paying large taxes after death. Over the years, many loopholes have been created that help avoid paying estate taxes. 
The first way to avoid estate taxes is giving gifts to families. Throughout the years, you can gift up to $15,000 to anyone or $30,000 if you're married filing jointly without being taxed. There is no limit on how many people you can give gifts with each year. So over the course of your lifetime, you could give away $11.7 million in gifts before having to pay a gift tax. By following this method, you can gradually pass your assets on to those you choose until your estate is less than or equal to $11.7 million. A second way to bypass estate tax is to transfer wealth to a charity through a trust. This can be done by setting up either a charitable lead trust, commonly referred to as a CLT, or a charitable remainder trust, referred to as a CRT. If you choose to create a CLT, some assets in your trust will go to a tax-exempt charity, which therefore lowers the value of your state, creating a tax break. After death, the remainder in your trust is passed to your beneficiaries. If you choose to create a CRT, you can transfer a stock or different appreciating asset to an irrevocable trust. Throughout your life, you can make money off the asset, and when you die, the investment will go to a charity. This option helps to avoid capital gains tax and lowers your estate tax. On top of the benefits these options offer, you also receive a charitable tax deduction. Another way is to establish a family limited partnership. This option would be the best if you have a family owned business or properties that you want your children to receive after your death. In order to do this, you establish a general partnership and make your children, heirs, and family members limited partners. This allows you to still be in charge of the business, but your chosen limited partners have a portion of your assets, therefore reducing the size of your estate. A fourth way to avoid estate tax is to fund a qualified personal residence trust. With a qualified personal residence trust, you transfer the ownership of your home into a trust. During the term of your trust, you can continue to live in your home, and then when the term runs out, the beneficiaries take over your property. Through this option, you can freeze your residencies and avoid paying the gift tax. By doing so, you will reduce the size of your estate. The final and most popular way to avoid paying an estate tax is by creating an irrevocable life insurance trust. By creating an irrevocable life insurance trust, you set up a trust and transfer the ownership to another person due to the fact that it is irrevocable. No adjustments can be made without the consent of the trust beneficiary. Many people do this because their life insurance proceeds are to be paid to their estate because it would increase the value of the estate, which could result in taxation. Considering the fact that the Murdoch's were a prominent legal family, they most likely have an estate planner who would assist them in creating ways to avoid the estate tax. As morbid as it is, if you possess a large amount of wealth, it is important to plan after-death arrangements sooner rather than later, especially because many ways to avoid estate taxes have a time that must pass before they go into effect. Some things to remember when planning are to make sure the beneficiary to life insurance proceeds is a person and not an estate, and remember the five ways to avoid paying estate taxes. Give away your assets gradually through gifts, create charitable contribution funds, create irrevocable trust, establish a family limited partnership or fund a qualified personal residence trust. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast regarding the Murdoch family and taxes after death.